0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shure What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, October 31st, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcast and radio stations. Another week of the NFL is over, and I think it's time to take a good look at the NFC, a conference that really looks a lot different in the power rankings and the true contenders than everyone expected. Green Bay had a chance on Sunday night to go to Buffalo, and they didn't have to win the game, but they had to be competitive, and they really weren't. When you look at Green Bay now, there's no reason to believe in them other than, Aaron Rodgers has had a successful career. They don't have a lot of talent on offense. They play messy. The coaching seems to be bad. Aaron Rodgers looks disappointed. And that's really kind of the situation with a lot of the teams that were expected to be at the top of the NFC. The Bucs lose this week to the Ravens. The Rams get absolutely blown out by the 49ers. The teams that were supposed to be at the top, the ones with the best quarterbacks, the ones with the best playoff pedigree, the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers. They've been a mess. And when you look at the NFC, it's really a lot of teams that were not expected to be there. So I want to go over the top of the NFC and say which teams I think are the biggest threats to who is obviously the top of the NFC right now, the Philadelphia Eagles, who on Sunday have a, had a dominating win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, moved to 7-0. and They remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. And I think it's the most complete game the Eagles have played this season. Although they were 6-0 before, I thought their level of play was slipping a little bit. Against Dallas, they were only okay. Against Arizona, they were only okay. And they had been struggling to score in the second half. They'd been building big leads. they have been up 14, at least 14 points in all their games, including the game on Sunday. But they weren't winning games by double digits. Games were getting close towards the end. And they needed kind of that dominating performance to show what they can be And I thought Pittsburgh was was that performance. They had two touchdowns in the second half. They end up winning the game comfortably. Jalen Hurts, four passing touchdowns. A.J. Brown, three receiving touchdowns in the first half. They are looking like a team that, when they play their best, can compete with the Buffalo and Kansas Cities of the NFL. I think the playoff experience those two teams have might give them the slight edge and a power ranking, and they might be favorites in games against the Eagles. When the Eagles are playing at their best, they can run the ball. Jalen is showing he can pass the ball at an elite level. Their defense forces a ton of turnovers. They have they have forced more turnovers this year, 16, than they have touchdowns allowed. So they're more likely to end a defensive drive taking the ball away than they are to see the opposing offense go in the end zone. So I think at this point it's very clear-cut. The Eagles are at the number one spot in the NFC, and the rest of the conference at this point is just competing to see if they can overtake them. It's looking like like Philly might have home field advantage in the NFC, and if that's the case, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But which teams are the biggest threats to the Eagles? And here's where I think I would rank teams two through five in the NFC. At number two right now, I think you have to go with the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have a great combination on their roster right now of exciting players and elite defense and playoff experience. And their performance on Sunday against the Rams, I think, was eye-opening. And for the Eagles especially should be a sign that there is a true true competitor in the conference for them the Niners go into LA or I'm sorry they beat LA 31 to 14 Christian McCaffrey the type of game that that's why you trade all those draft picks to get him 150 total yards two touchdowns he's looking as expected like in this offense he is going to be a major problem for opposing defenses 55 yards receiving uh I think it was 96 yards or so uh on the ground Shanahan knows how to use him, knows how to get him in space. And when you put him around other talented players, I mean, in Carolina, he had nothing around him. The fact he put up those numbers in Carolina was impressive. Now, with more talent around him and a way better coach than he's ever played for, you're going to see big numbers out of him. And against Los Angeles, you saw the Niners, when they put it all together— they're maybe not as impressive as the Eagles, but they can get pretty close. I mean, because they have a quarterback that, yes, I know they tried to move on from him, but he's won playoff games. He's played in the Super Bowl. And at his best, he's a guy that just runs the offense and takes care of the ball. No turnovers on Sunday in the win. And he now that he has McCaffrey, he already has George Kittle, obviously Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They have a really nice set of weapons in San Francisco. And I think what's really... Uh, I should say for the Eagles specifically, but for the rest of the conference, the problem with the 49ers is they're a very, very tough team to tackle. They have a lot of guys that in space are tough to bring down. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, not the elusive type, but clearly for his position at his size, he is tough to bring down in the open field. And when you have players that are tough to bring down in a coach and you combine them with a coach that's really good at getting them in space and creating mismatches, that's how you end up with the 31 points. That's how you have an offense that, when combined with the defense, is going to be tough in the playoffs. So I look at that team with the Super Bowl experience they have at head coach and quarterback, the offensive – weapons they have. And then the defense. I mean, the defense is one of the best in the NFL. D'Amico Ryans is likely going to be a head coach next year, certainly a head coach candidate. I know the Rams have been a bit of a mess this year, but to hold the Rams to 14 points, it's just, it's it's a great job. Matthew Stafford not playing great this year, but when you have Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, I mean, the weapons that they have in LA, to hold them to 14 points and especially against a division rival, a team that knows you really well, a team that you play a lot against. To go in And win 31 to 14, especially after the McCaffrey trade. I mean, their season's really turned around. You think about how it started with uh Trey Young at quarterback. I'm sorry, Trey Lance at quarterback. And then he goes down with an injury and they go back to Jimmy G. They bring in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if a month ago, you probably don't view them as Super Bowl contenders. Now I think they're the second best team in the NFC. And because of the the strong defense they have, the Eagles are a team that struggle to tackle at times. I think that could bring them problems against 49ers. The Eagles are a team that have kind of lived off turnovers. Jimmy G can be smart with the football. And they got a great coaching staff, Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans. I think Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon are great coaches as well. But Shanahan, again, has coached in the playoffs and won in the playoffs. So I think that coaching matchup will potentially lean 49ers. I still think the Eagles are a better team, but the 49ers look like a roster that could give the Eagles some real trouble. Number two, I believe, is. or I'm sorry, number three in the NFC, I believe, is the Dallas Cowboys. They dropped 49 points on the Bears. The Bears aren't great. They've been somewhat competitive, but 49 points is 49 points. Micah Parsons with a touchdown. Their defense remains, in my opinion, arguably the best in the NFL. I know they gave up 29 to Chicago. Not the best performance out of them, but they score a touchdown. They get pressure. I think their defense currently is the best in the NFL. And what they can do, too, I think that would give the Eagles some trouble is they can Really run the ball. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Again, we talked about the tackling with the 49ers. The Eagles' run issues are not always tackle-related, but I do think the weakness on that defense is the run defense. And if you can run on the Eagles, A, you keep the, their offense off the clock, but B, they have such a good secondary, you take those players out of the game. Bradbury, Slay, Like if those guys aren't getting passes thrown their way, they can't really impact the game as much as they could. Otherwise, so the fact that the Cowboys can lean on a run offense and then have that elite defense gives the Eagles some troubles. And then when you look at the when the two teams played, I think the Eagles fairly dominated the game, but it was still 20-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter when the Cowboys had Cooper Rush at quarterback. And that's really why I think, bottom line, why the Cowboys are right there with the 49ers. I know Dak can be a polarizing player. People are not always as high on him. He hasn't had playoff success But he's still, when he's playing at his best, has top 10 talent, arguably top eight talent. And you put that defense, that running game, and then you substitute Cooper Rush with Dak. I don't think it's a team that the Eagles want to see. Dak Prescott has given the Eagles defense troubles. Uh, I know that the Eagles beat them with Cooper Rush. And it was still a good win, primetime, all those things. But they didn't beat him with Dak, and that does matter, bottom line. So I think until the Eagles—I mean, well, they'll play Christmas Eve. At that point, the Eagles might have the division wrapped up, but I think it'll be a good chance to see them versus Dak. So I think when you look at the NFC, you go Eagles, 49ers, and then Cowboys. With the 49ers and the Cowboys, in my opinion, the two teams that realistically could give the Eagles some trouble uh, when it really matters— I think the other two teams that are in the top five, they're the surprising teams. Now, I don't think the 49ers would have been in the top five preseason. Cowboys might have been, but certainly the top two, I don't think people had there. The bottom two in the top five, so numbers four and five, I'm going with the Vikings. I know they're 6-1, and which is a better record than the Cowboys or the 49ers have. Is could be some bias because I saw them in person and they didn't play very well. Kirk Cousins, you know, is, is having a good year. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, the defense has been impressive. So, there's a lot to like about the Vikings. I just don't trust the quarterback as much as I trust uh, Dak Prescott and even Jimmy G. Again, like Kirk Cousins, he has gone to, into New Orleans and won a playoff game, and that matters. But I like the, the head coach quarterback duo of the 49ers better, better than I do the Vikings, and then I like the Cowboys' defense better than I like either unit on the Vikings. And for what it's worth, the Vikings really don't have an impressive win. Again, a win's a win. That's absolutely the case. It's not like the Eagles have not beating great teams every week, but the Eagles beat the Vikings, and the Vikings, I don't think, have been that impressive. So, I, I, well, I should say, I don't think they have an impressive win on their schedule. So I would put them fourth in the NFC right now. And again, surprising, they're ahead of the Packers by I think a wide margin. The fifth team I would put, and I know that come playoff time, I don't know if I would pick this team to beat the Bucks or the or the Rams or or even the Packers. So I understand that maybe in my heart of hearts, they're not number five. But you got to give the Seattle Seahawks some props at a certain point to be five and three to come off the win that they did on Sunday. Geno Smith is playing at a high level. I mean, he might be their quarterback. Of the future. Like I'm not saying for the next five years. But he might have played his way into being the guy in 2023. And I just think they deserve it over these other these other teams. They've played better than the Packers. They've been better than the Rams. They've been better than the Bucks. The Bucks, all those teams look so dysfunctional from the outside looking in. The Seahawks look like they love playing together. There were quotes today, I believe it was from Tyler Lockett, uh, saying, you know, winning is nice when when everyone's not looking, when, when one person isn't looking for the credit. People viewed that as a shot at Russell Wilson. And I think they're kind of rallying around the fact that Russell Wilson wanted to leave them, and now they're better than the Broncos. Obviously, they beat the Broncos as well this year so although they still have a lot to prove in terms of me viewing them as a team that come like come December come playoff time that I would pick to win over other quality teams I think they deserve to be top five in the NFC right now just because of how not good the rest of the conference has been. I mean, when you look around, the NFC East has the most combined wins uh, of all of all the divisions in football. And then you look at the NFC South, NFC South, Falcons leading it at four and four. Falcons, Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers, none of them does, does belong in the top uh, five teams. Um, the NFC North, again, the Packers, going to lose to the Bills. They'll be three and five. The Bears, three and five. Lions, we're up big on the Dolphins, and they lose. The best thing they know how to do is lose, one and six. Rams 3 and 4, Cardinals 3 and 5. Commanders came back and won, but they're still at 4 and 4. So when I look at the NFC, I think that it it's probably not as good as the AFC, I think just because the Bills and, and Chiefs are in that conference. But they have some really good teams, and the, uh, my top five going into, I guess it would be week nine moving forward, would be Eagles number one, 49ers number two, Cowboys number three, Vikings number four, Seahawks number five. That's how I would round out the top five teams in the NFC. And again, the two teams I think pose a legitimate threat to the Eagles, the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button if you like what you see. And I'd love if you leave a five-star review. Leave that review with your hottest NFL take. I will read it on one of the pods. A five-star review with a hot NFL take. And we'll have a show where we talk about all the different takes you guys have left. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. I truly appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys on Tuesday.